This After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Hi, Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys here, proud sponsor of the Universal After Dark podcast. How would you like to be among some of the first guests to stay at Universal's new property, the Aventura Hotel? Aventura opens this August and is another great option to consider when staying at Universal. You can get early entry benefits, transportation to and from all the parks, and have views of any of the three parks. At the end of a long day, have a drink in style on the new rooftop bar. Book a four-night stay with me to get 20% off your stay with rates as low as $116 per night along with a $50 food and drink credit. You must book by June 15th and travel dates are August 16th through December 20th. Mention this ad to stack your savings and get $25 off your deposit. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com or any social media at WPMagicJourneys. Hello and welcome to Diz After Dark, a Disney podcast of grown-ups that's not the same as all the others. Each episode, we'll discuss the latest news from both inside and outside Disney parks and resorts, but with an adult twist. All views and opinions are our own, and listener discretion is advised. Please lower your safety restraints, as things may get bumpy. But if you're ready, we'll get started. Hello and welcome to another edition of Diz After Dark. I'm Nick, and on this episode I'm joined by Ryan. Evening. And our very special guest, because he's decided to come back to podcasting, Mr. Craig Lucas. It's only a temporary thing. <laughs> That's what I all say. I said that Put about that on a t-shirt. Eight years ago. We'll talk about t-shirts later on. Anyway, Craig, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you for having me. What a welcome. I just hit my keyboard. <laughs> Which keyboard? The one that works. <laughs> oh, nice. <okay>. <laughs> you don't want to be hitting that one. No, no, exactly. I push it to the side, especially, and I still manage to hit it. Um, but this is uh, the first of, of two episodes we're doing with you uh, about your recent trip to Orlando. And a few weeks ago, a few episodes back, we talked about the, the planning and yeah. the expectations and, and everything like that. Um, but we wanted to have you, I don't, I don't want to say back on because you're part of the team anyway, but we yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah. talk about the trip after it had taken place. So we'll skip, you know, the universal bit will be on Universal After Dark. So on here, we just want to focus on the Orlando trip, which was the majority of your trip over there. Yeah, it was day five of the trip. We transferred from um, the Hard Rock Hotel at Universal and transferred over to the Beach Club uh, using Quicksilver transportation. It's going to be uh, like an advertising heavy episode <laughs> or something. Um, just a shout out. They, were, they didn't speak 
very good English. <laughs> um, but their buses were fine and they got us over there safely and they uh, took credit cards on an iPhone with a little dongle that he plugged in. Wow, that so, doesn't sound dodgy at all. <laughs> I know. You better check your statements. Um, Quicksilver, taking your money since 1971. <laughs> needed to be a bit more Mexican, that means. Uh, <laughs> other races are available, and please don't get Ryan on to races. No, don't, don't in, make me do accidents. There's a lot of accidents oh, coming soon on one of my shows. Arm up the back, arm up the back. Oh, go on then, I'll do one. One quick one. <laughs> Have you not heard how much trouble he gets into on the customer who's always weird? I don't want to bring that over to this show. Um, actually, before we start, Craig, before we really get into nitty gritty, um, what are you drinking? Tap water. Oh, very good. I've been drinking tap water all day, so I've gone to something a bit heavier. Uh, Ryan, what about yourself? Um, I'm on a cup of tea, which is I, I've just found out it's the worst mistake I could have made as I've shut the, the door to my entertainment room, shall we say. Uh, that sounds dodgy. <laughs> Soon to be nursery. Yeah, yeah, no, no. And um, and now it's boiling, so that was a mistake. Yeah, yeah. Tea is not a good choice. Uh, mine, if I can open it, quite. I've, I didn't want to open it quietly, but I did want to open it so I didn't spill everywhere. Is uh, my last bottle of Stella Artois. So I've had a couple oh. of weeks there already. So it's been, it's been bank holiday when we recorded this episode, yeah. just to give you a bit of time frame. So chin chin, everyone. Chin chin. Hmm. I've done two gardens today and was offered beer by Grandad on several occasions and turned it down point blankly every time. Yeah, because we'll I'm find fed out. up of drinking. We'll find out why in a bit. Um, yeah. So, I, Craig, I know why. I've got, I've got lots of uh, recordings that we can't possibly play on this podcast. <laughs> oh, Craig. Um, right. So, you went to the beach club. Yes. Now, originally, and I think we did talk about this on the last episode. When you had first booked this trip, you were not going to be staying on property. You was actually going to be staying in a villa. We had a lovely villa booked. Uh, we only got half of the uh, money back from the deposit, so I'm not going to give them a shout-out, even though they booked most of the weeks back up. It was a £10,000 villa for three weeks. And in hindsight, I am so glad we made that tough decision because staying on property with a party of that size it was was needed to be honest okay okay so uh you mentioned that you you left on day five that was the day you transferred yeah. over from one part to the other so yeah. how long were you at the beach club for in total two weeks 14 days 14, 14 days. days fair enough fair enough and uh, what was the the weather like while you was over there because August is a funny month. This has been, uh, I have to say, the worst August. Um, we've been going regular since 2009. So 9, 10, 12, 14, 15, 17, and now this year. And some of them years it hasn't even rained in August while we've been there. Obviously, we've had the thunderstorms of an afternoon. But this year, there was a lot of grey days um, very very hot some days it was almost autumnal wow yeah it was bonkers absolutely bonkers weather i mean i think ryan would attest you probably went during the worst three week period that you could have gone away for because the weather oh, yeah. was like ridiculous 
Well, well, apparently because of the weather in Florida has been so up and down and a bit loopy, um, that has had a knock-on effect and the UK has reaped the benefits with three glorious weeks, is what I'm led to believe. Yeah, I mean, the problem over here is that three glorious weeks is all well and good when I'm in the office at work. But outside of that, when there is no aircon, it's horrible. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yes. Yesterday, I took a trip to uh, Tesco, other supermarkets are available, um, because I'd been painting fences in my mother-in-law's garden, and it was so hot, I took a 20-minute walk to a supermarket just so I could get some air conditioning, <laughs> because it was just so hot yesterday. And today was harder. You should have just stuck your arse in the fridge. Oh, no, she's got a very small fridge, though. <laughs> it wasn't going to work. Um, anyway, enough about the weather. Yeah. So, you know, you, you transferred over. Um, was it just a transfer day or was it a park day? It was a park day as well, which we'd factored in uh, because two of the kids, it was their first time, Charlie and Freya, twins, both eight. It was their first time to Florida and we wanted to, they were a bit they were excited, but also a bit anxious. They're not theme park kids. We took them to Blackpool early on the year to give them a little taster. And um, one of them ended up throwing his ring up and the other one seeing him throwing his ring up and decided, nah, none of these are for me. So the two of them just walked around all day, nearly crying. So we were proper worried and referring back to the stuff that we haven't recorded yet at Universal the first ride he did which was Gringotts he come off and threw up by Hagrid's bike wow. uh, then then we went and did Jimmy Fallon and he come off I think we did Men in Black next but then we went and did Jimmy Fallon and he come off Jimmy Fallon and threw up in the bushes um, that, that was the first morning of, our, of the holiday and we were like oh no what have we done so Referring back to Disney, we went to Epcot, we walked, um, because it's a short walk, a beautiful walk, past uh, a lot of building work, a lot of wooden walls everywhere, into a, a makeshift entrance at, at the back of Univers- uh, back of Epcot. And we took them on to Frozen as a, a brief introduction, a nice introduction, a gentle introduction. Uh, and Jack told them that he was bored. <laughs> <laughs> this is boring, this ride. And we're like, oh, no, yeah, come on, lad. Um, then we went on Spaceship Earth, then we went and met some characters, and then we left the park. We we were done for like, we were in there for like three hours, maybe, maximum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we just broke them in gently. Yeah, it's, it's quite funny you say that. I mean, my daughter has been to Disneyland Paris before, um, she's not been for a few years and she's going to be going in October. She doesn't know about it yet, so she better not listen to this episode. But um, we took her to Legoland the other week and we've been there once before, but we didn't go on many rides that day because um, it's quite busy. This day, we did go on nearly all of the attractions and she hated nearly every one that wasn't a really slow moving ride and this was a trip i was hoping we'd get her on big thunder mountain and maybe tower of terror um and i'm i'm a bit stressy now about it because <laughs> i don't know how she's she didn't throw up on any of them but she also like came off almost crying on nearly well, everyone so 
How long ago was that? Uh, two weeks ago. Oh. If, if, if it helps, uh, I've been going to Disney World since I was three. And the first time I went on Tower of Terror was when I was 16. Because I was uh, petrified of it. No, to be to be honest, I mean, I didn't go on Rock and Roller Coaster. Is the first proper roller coaster I'd ever gone on. And I was uh, in my 20s when I went on that for the first time. Got coaxed onto it. Um, otherwise, I'd always... I'd been on things like Big Thunder Mountain, but nothing that had gone upside down. That was the first kind of roller coaster I went upside down that I'd been on. So... Um, I mean, I, I like nearly all of them now, but um, yeah, but it was it was quite funny. But that's but the fact that you've gone so many times and that was as late as you first got on to Tower Terror. That's quite that's quite funny. Um, but okay, so a nice a nice slow introduction then, Craig, into Disney attractions. Yeah, I mean, by by this point, um, I knew what I was facing. Basically, there was seventeen of us at this point. Of the, of the trip, Anthony was with us for five, eight days in total. Um, and it was like a, a long, drawn-out line of people. So I'd be at the front, anxiously walking forward and then back and then stopping and then sighing and then rolling my eyes and then going, ah, like that. And then it'd be one of my brother-in-laws would be next to me, normally Phil pushing pram, doing the same thing under his breath. Uh, and then it would go, it would trickle right back to the two pensioners who had ECGs or ECVs, whatever they're called. So you would yeah. think they'd keep up with us, but ma- magically they were always at the back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that 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 convoy could be sometimes hundred meters long. It, it, so I I quickly. Um, well, I don't think I ever got used to it. I don't think I ever accepted it. Um, and I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, so my face must have been a picture for most of the reality um, for that. I can only apologise to the family. But there was no rows, there was no dramas we got through it. Um, a, a nice gen. Yeah, it, we we split up at Epcot and went for, look, we, we didn't have, we were using all our ADRs and we were doing some two-service um, ADRs um, so California Grill was one of them and Cinderella's Royal Table was another one. So this night we just had quick service. And trying to explain, if we explained once about the Disney dining plant, we explained 20 times that day. So do you go, so what can we have? So you can go and order this and then you can order a drink. What drink? An alcoholic drink. An alcoholic drink. So And then the next person would come along. So what do we do with this? Oh, it was. So we all split up. And Charlie wanted a hamburger, just a plain cheeseburger it was, actually. Could you get... The American Pavilion was shut, all boarded up, refurbishment. Well, yeah, but we all split up. So I just went to Mexico and got something in Mexico with our Eve. Um, And so I wasn't able to say, go and have a look in that electric umbrella. So they walk the other way round, um, where the bridge is that comes up. So they mm. is that France, somewhere around there, or, or yeah, Mex- that, just after yeah. Mexico when they're bringing all oh. the, the vehicles in? Oh, you got uh, Mexico then into Norway. So I think it's just after Norway the bridge comes up to let all the vehicles okay, into the yeah, fireworks yeah. show. So 
the bridge comes up, so they're cut off, so they've got to walk the right round to pass the Rose and Crown and everything. And at that point, it decided to do a torrential rainstorm as well. So we were split up in half the party. People were just running wild, trying to figure out the dining plan on their own. Um, <laughs> Charlie's head fell off because he's eight and he was hungry, so he become um, hysterical for this bloody cheeseburger. Ending up getting fish and chips shoved down his throat at uh, the Rose and Crown. So it was it was a bit. I was like, oh god, this is going to be a disaster. Um, but we reconvened. We did Spaceship Air together. We met the famous oh, three, three, I think, in that that little bit. Mickey, Minnie, maybe Daisy. Can't remember. Um, and then we, we, yeah. Then we went home. We went back to the beach club. But what what was already apparent at this point was this was a lad's drinking holiday as well. Right. So yeah, it was. Um, Whenever you could get a drink, you'd get a drink, and it was ten dollars fifty a drink. So that was day one. Yeah. What was the theme? What was your day two plan? What was the theme park you went to next? Uh, Magic Kingdom, and that was. Um, why is my iPad turned off? Weird. Um, that was for Cinderella's Royal Table, and we've done this before, where you get a nine fifteen reservation. So they let you into the park, obviously, early now mm-hmm. anyway. But back then, it used to be the train and all that. So they let you into the park. Then you go to your reservation bit. So you're at the back of the castle when they do their uh, welcome show. Mm-hmm. So you get to see the characters coming out. And because there's only about 10 of you standing there, the characters wave at you and blow kisses to you as they go onto the stage. And then as they're coming off, uh, the ugly sisters will walk past you and shout abuse, going to their meet and greet area. Maybe some of the others will come up and, and come and high five it and stuff like that. So it's a nice little thing. What has changed um, on the dining plan, for me anyway, is my memory is they would tell you, get there 15 minutes before to to check in and everything like that. Uh, now, she uh, we got there at 9 o'clock, come back at 9.15. Mm. and I'm like but I'll if I get in the queue at 9.15 then I'll be late no no just come get back in the queue at 9.15 so I got in the queue at 9.12 thinking I could get to the front of the queue for 9.15 thinking by the time I get to the front of the queue it'll be 9.15 fine so I get to the front of the queue at 9.13 and she sent me away again what and I and I'm basically saying to her, hold on a minute, love. By the time you've explained to me that I need to be in the queue for 9.15 and another six people have joined the queue and I've gone to the back of the queue, it'll be 9.15, so can't you just check me in now? And she basically said no. And Disney don't say no to you. Do you know what I mean? They would chop the leg off to help you, but she sent me away. Um, and I, I walked over to Kerry and I went, she's just sent me away for the 9.15 booking. It's 9.13. And I turned round and I walked back and I got back into the queue and she seen me at 9.17. And I said to her, I'm late now because you sent me away. And she didn't even acknowledge it. You know, this is, and this was the first thing where I was like, something's different at Disney now. Something has changed. So Ryan, I mean, have you experienced anything like that before? Uh, No. I was surprised to hear that, actually. No, usually... um... 
now if I walk into a place and I'm early, they they check me in and and that's it. I just have to sit down and and wait. But I maybe it's because you were such a big party. Like I'm I'm usually only a party of two, so it, there's usually seats for us. And it might well have been that. It might yeah, well have been that. It's a big group to kind of hang around. Whereas if it's just me and Donna or or uh, Dan and I, they just go, oh yeah, take a seat over there, and we'll we'll call you with your name. Right, I want to go off topic a, a second, right? Last week, I went and had a meal out as a party of one, and I got laughed at when I told people about that. Is that so weird? Well, I don't think so. If you fancy dinner and you don't want to sit at home with, with a takeaway, then what are you going to do? That's what I mean. Well, if, you're like, if you're away on business or something. Yeah. You know, and, I wasn't. Yeah, no. but, I Even was, if you're not, like... Look, I mean, what it was, I was away at, like, the family were away for the day, um, and there was a free burger if I bought a Budweiser at Frankie and Benny's. Other chains were available, and I was like, "Well, I want a free burger." What burger did you have? Uh, Viva Le Vegan. Oh, mm, very nice. Well, yeah. Why would you not take that? And I think, yeah. I think it's people just thinking that's odd because they've never done it before. Yeah, yeah but I, she does sing about it in the Muppet movie, doesn't she? Well, she does have a yeah, she does. yeah. That is very true. Yeah. Very, very good callback. And bring it back. I, I, would, I would have joined her for a spot of lunch. Uh, I yeah. also would have joined her for a spot of lunch. And it would be a party of at least three. Um, oh, I'd have as well. How was uh, Cinderella's Royal Castle? Because I've only done it for, I did it for lunch. I've not done breakfast there. What's breakfast like? Um, <laughs> it was, it was, an, it was our first experience of, it. although we had done Bubba Gumps in Universal, it was, that was a bit more spread out. This was, they'd sat us on three tables next to each other because they're all basically bolted down, I think. Right. And you can't really move them around that much. So we were on a bench and then three tables uh, with two baby chairs and 17 of us. So we all quickly got into tables and the kids were all over the... Oh, no, the kids were all... I wanted, as I walked in, I said, right, everybody, this is going to be a lot less stressful if we all just stay in our family groups and meet the characters as individual families. Um, and I got ignored. All the kids ran in and sat on one table, which is what kids want to do. Uh, so all the adults were then all mixed up all over the place. So as the characters were coming to meet us, it was a car crash. Mm. So some of the kids, like our Eve was on our table, so she'd get asked to pick a baby up, get the baby, uh, and then the character would be there, and then all the other kids would come running over across the restaurant. And So within minutes... Um, the food in there is all right. It's not worth two. You're paying for the for the ambiance. You're paying for the experience of meeting the, yeah. the princesses. Basically, it was nice food. Don't get me wrong. I had steak and eggs for breakfast. Um, you get a load of pastries to start. Within minutes, um, the coffee's come. Granddad's made. Granddad, you can't feel his hands. Has made himself the best cup of coffee on the planet. He's took his time with his sausage fingers that he can't feel. He's put his two sugars in. He's put the rice onto milk in. He stirred the cup. He stirred it. And then he picked it up and dropped it because he can't feel his hands. <laughs> so, and the coffee went all over the table and all over Nanny. So she was wearing white shorts. So she looked like she'd shit herself. Um, the, the seat underneath it was wet with coffee. So that's going on. Then um, character turns up. Phil, Carla shouts at Phil to get a baby 
something happens um, and <laughs> Carl knocks a glass of, it wasn't Prosecco, it was like, what, what's that breakfast one? Where it's, I think it's Prosecco and orange juice, whatever. Bucks that face. goes, yeah, 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 Bucks face. So that goes bang into Claire's breakfast. Oh, God. So, so Carla picks up a plate and or somebody picks a plate up and puts it on the chair and then Carla's faffing around trying to clean up the mess. I think we've got this on video somewhere as well. I think it might have been captured on video. Then she actually, when she sorted everything out, sits on her plate. <laughs> so. Well, Craig, that, that sounds amazing. Um, would you mind just, just disappearing for a second? I just want a quiet word with Ryan, just, just the two of us. Thanks. Go on. Ryan, uh, I mean, this, this sounds like hell. I think, like, <laughs> if I was in there at the same time, I think I'd be, like, getting just redder and redder, like, like anger out of inside out. Excuse, excuse me, I don't know who this family is over here, but I've paid a lot of money to be here. Can, can I have a refund? I mean, this just sounds horrendous. I didn't want to say anything to Craig, but, you know. Craig, you can come back now. Yeah, I'll- so, yeah, the Cinderella's royal table ended up being all right in the end. We had a nice meal, and then uh, we got off. And then what was what was your first ride of the day? Um, we took them onto Peter Pan's flight, which was quite funny to watch uh, because the twins were getting anxious and because you know what Peter Pan's flight is. You're like... Look, guys, genuinely, we're not putting you on anything that's going to cause you any distress. There's no chainsaws in Peter Pan or flamethrowers or anything. There's no fire. You know, it's not the mummy. Let's, and they loved it, you know, or, or they were bored of it. You know what I mean? It, we loved it because it's just Peter Pan and we do it. Um, then we got in the queue for Haunted Mansion. Just as we were going in the doors, it broke down. So they left us there in the heat for about 15 minutes. Then they had us into the room. We all cheered because we were going in. And then they opened the exit door and they just all had us out the other side. <laughs> uh, it broke down and it was off for about an hour. But we all got a free fast pass, which we didn't use. Um, and then we went on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And again, the anxiety starts growing and we're like that. Guys, come on, this is, we're not putting you on anything scary here. This is a kiddie coaster at absolute worst. Just, and again, they ended up enjoying it. Um, and we left, we, we had an early, we didn't stay too long. We got off after that. I went back to the beach club. That was day one. Because we were having a, an early start the next day, day two, we were into the Animal Kingdom for early park admission. Um, to try and get on Flight of Passage, mm-hmm. which we did have a fast pass for later on. Um, but we wanted to try and see if we could get on it twice, basically, because it's a, it's a one-ride-a-holiday-type situation with Flight of Passage. Yeah. Not, you know, too popular. Um, so the fast pass, I think we had, was about 6.55 at night as well, so... We were trying to see if we could get on it early, then we could maybe go out, leave the park after we'd eaten. But um, it didn't work out like that. When we got to Animal Kingdom on our bus, it became very clear, very quick, that we were about 5,000 at the park. Do you know what I mean? It was it was rammed outside before mm. park admission. And, I mean, that's another thing that is now 
blatantly, I think it's the best way they can do it, but it is, it's getting through security is an absolute bully. Mm. They are so thorough. So I've got a backpack on with 12 bottles of water in, a couple of ponchos, um, maybe some drugs, you know, pain relief and whatever, cow pollen after the kids. Uh, oh my God, they go through every single pocket. Uh, they're talking to you. It's like it's like a medical exam. It's, it's like having fingers up your jacksie. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Um, well, what I will say though, right? So, our Animal Kingdom, we again, we we instead of going in the same queue, we quickly learned spread out because then you'd all get through basically at the same time. So we spread out, and on Carl and Phil's one, the felon in front of them. Um, pulled out a fucking great big knife out of his like a pen knife type thing with a blade on it. Honest to God, it was in his bag. A knife had a blade on it. I mean, I don't know what's more shocking. Um, what was he? Did he try and give an excuse as to why he had one? Or his wife went ballistic at him. And it was just a knife that he carries around with him. I presume he was maybe a bit of a camping fella and it was just in his bag and he found it. And he, he, he stopped um, security at Animal Kingdom. It was, there was a shutdown. Everything stopped. So I was like next to get searched in my queue. And the fella's talking to me. He's about to dive into my bag. And then it come over on the radio, whatever the, the phrase was, and everybody stopped. And we all stood there for 10 minutes while this knife was taken care of. I've never seen nothing like it. But That's I'm, ridiculous, though. Sure, surely they just pull him to the side and get the, the sheriff to come over for a minute. Like, how difficult is that? Exactly. It was like a lockdown. Um, and then, well, I suppose the thing well, is, though, Ryan, whilst you're, whilst you're right, in one instance, what's to say that he, you know, he didn't have anything else on him, you know, yeah. that was like actually on his person rather than in his bag. What if, you know, he was actually going in there with an intention, um, and they wanted to make sure they weren't just letting in, you know, not not just confiscating, um, confiscating a knife and and just letting him go in there. Do you know what I mean? Like, I suppose they have to be a bit over the top because if yes, they weren't over the top. That's the thing, like that's what I was gonna to say to you, Craig, before you, you told us that knife story is it is annoying, but at the same time, it does make you feel that much safer. Like Ryan, do you remember when we was in Disneyland Paris and they didn't really they they like put bags through scanners, but um you know, you they weren't checking underneath people's buckies. No, and then and then and that's an escalator uh, backfires, and that's it. Park lockdown. Yeah, and uh, you know, and that you know, and I still think their security is really good, but that's an example of you know, surely you should be looking in places like that. You know, if you are going to try and smuggle something into a theme park, and you know that you're going to get your bag scanned, but you're not going to get your wheelchair or trolley scanned, or even searched. That's where you're going to hide it. Just seems ludicrous. To yeah, that I still time. think the. The best security in Orlando is universal. Yeah, I mean, again, referring to stuff we haven't recorded yet, we were in the Hard Rock and we'd go and we had a really small security thing to get in. 
just basically one scanner to walk through and the x-ray the bag um if it beeped you got patted down if it didn't beep you were good to go I mean, like Disney wasn't bad. It's just that there's so many people all trying to get through at once. And again, they're there. They're, they're just. Um, I give you an example this morning, Nick, of what I compared it to. I'm not going to say it on 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 the podcast, but they're there with megaphones. Like they've got these big microphones, and they're over the, the tannoy speaker, and they're barking orders at you. If you've got a bag, go through the middle. If you've got no bag, go through this one. If you've got a pram, go through this one. And you just and you've got to do it because people now are thick. But for somebody like me who isn't thick, getting barked at constantly um, gets you down. It's like oh, and because you'd walk. I walked up to one of them one morning to ask him a question. It was the Magic Kingdom one. Um, I can't remember what the question was, but. He was answering, he anticipated what I was going to ask him and he shouted me down. Um, and, and I said, I wasn't even going to ask you that, mate. I'm trying to ask you this. And it, it sort of clicked him out and then he answered me as a human being uh, without barking at me and we got on with our day. It, the, the same thing happened on the Magic Kingdom morning when we, we got in. There's this woman there barking this is um, for uh, dining reservations only, dining reservations only. Blah, 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 and get off the sidewalk, get off the sidewalk, like that. And she's screaming at me to move. Move, you move, you cannot be there. This is for the... And I, in the end, I shouted her down because I'm trying to talk to her. She's just shouting at me. So I shouted at her. This is a cast member, do you know what I mean? Mm. It's not supposed to be like that. She, her job is to stand there and scream orders until park opening. And I was trying to engage her because our park, the, the, it's actually captured on WDW Happy Couple or the, the WDW Couple Happy, I can't remember what they're called, but they did a live stream that morning and we're on it. And I run on and say we're their number one fans from Liverpool and all that. But then you see this trail of uh, the family all walking to the reservation. And then you see that nanny and granddad have been left behind and have zoned out and are just sitting in the, in the middle of Main Street, just looking, looking for us, basically. And then you see other people going back. But she's just there barking, barking. And he actually references her. He says she's, she's the one in charge this morning like that. And it was just this constant rules, rules, rules. It's a strange place at the moment. It's very strange. But it takes away the magic. Yeah, it does take away the magic. It's like, uh, I, I think I put a tweet out. They've all got glasses on, so they all look like FBI agents. And you will get the magic, but it'll be saved up to you by a cast member who's got dead eyes because he's got shades on. And you'll only get that bit of magic, you know, i.e., shit sticker that they give you um, if you conform to all the rules mm. and if you conform to the rules the dead-eyed FBI agent will give you a sticker that that's what it felt like at times okay like I mean we could we could do a breakdown of, of every day of your holiday but we will be here yes. for five weeks so <laughs> uh, in, instead of doing that so obviously this is the biggest party you've you've gone away with you know you've done other trips with you know extended family before but this is the the largest that you've you've gone away with 
Um, how, how did it work for you? You know, I mean, you said like there, there was no kind of arguments or anything like that, but you know, was it a little bit of stress or did it start off stressful, but got better as it went along? Um, I think I was probably stressed all holiday um, because people like Kerry does the majority of the planning. So, so she'll do all the holiday breakdown and all the, you know, all the fast passes and the ADRs and all that palaver. But once you get out there, then it's, what are we doing now? Craig, um, Craig, ca- can I do this here? Craig, da, 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 da. Craig, where's the nearest toilet? And it was the same for Kerry. Kerry, where's the nearest toilet? Kerry, blah, 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 blah. And again, they don't know, but they didn't try to know, if you know what I mean. So, uh, and I don't like being late for anything. Um, that's why I'm a train driver. Do you know what I mean? I'll always try and get there early. I'm that type of fella. Whereas um, some parties in the in the, the family are like, uh, well, we were, all right, one example, 1900 Park Fair. Now, this was an absolute disgrace, right? Um, we get to the 1900 Park Fair five minutes early to check in. And she says, okay, right, so the 16 of you in the party at this point because Anthony had gone home. Yes, uh, and you have to give a breakdown. How many adults? 11. How many kid, uh, kids? Four. How many babies? Two or whatever, so on and so forth. Doesn't add up. Um, so uh, do you need high chairs yes so you go through all this rigmarole and she goes right it'll be a few minutes while we're getting clearing your tables so 20 minutes later and people are all going in while we're standing to the side party of four party of eight party of four um fella comes over and goes are you the, the, the lucas party yes we're just clearing off your tables it'll be another five minutes gets to 45 minutes Carla is ready to flip because her babies, the twins, are starting to lose their shit because they're hungry. So they want feeding. So she's basically got the food pouches out, feeding them on her knee. In the in the entrance to 1900 Park there, and there's just this fellow walking up and down, and I, I just went, hey, mate, are you the manager? Yes, sir, I am. What can I do for you? And I said, we've been waiting here now 45 minutes. What, what's going on? And he goes, oh, what's your name? And he comes back, he goes, oh, you're a party of 20. I went, no, but carry on, we're 16. Oh, so you're a party of 18? So he's not even listening to me, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, no, we're a party of 16, and we've been waiting now for nearly 50 minutes, and she's feeding babies in the middle of your lobby. Can we sort something out? So he goes out, and he comes back, he goes, right, we're just putting the tables together. Blah, 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 blah. So... When he, when he leads us in and we're all sitting around the table, there's no high chairs. Where's the high chairs? Oh, you need two high chairs? Well, I've got two babies, so yes, I need two high chairs. And I told her outside I need two high chairs, so why haven't you got two high chairs? So then he starts counting. Physically, there was two managers, a, a man and a woman, and they started counting us. And Carl was like, what are you doing? And he goes, well, uh, you said the party is 16. There's only like 14 of you here. And she's like, two of them have gone to the toilet because they've got fed up and waiting. So they were, they were like throwing it back at us. Mm-hmm. Um, then the server comes and you order your cocktails and all that. Um, and she comes back and goes, uh, the bar's a bit busy at the moment. 
So here's water for everyone, which again, they were very good bringing waters all the time, free water. Uh, we got our drinks, our alcoholic drinks, after we'd eaten while we were waiting for the bill. Jeez. That's when the that's drinks shocking. That's, that is, that's absolutely shocking. So in the middle of the altercation with the manager and him doing a head count, one of the ugly sisters turns up in full character. So Carla's got a face on her like a smacked ass. And I just wanted to say to her, do us a favour, love. You just fuck off and come back 10 minutes time. Because it was it was just chaos. This whole thing was just going to shit. And, the, I mean, we I tweeted Disney and he just gave me the corporate response. I sent him an email. I've had a response today, today that I'm home, um, that they're looking into it and blah, blah, blah. But at this point, you know, what are they going to do? They're not going to give me any money off the free meal. You know, they're not going to give me the tip the tip money back. We're, we're back in Blighty. You know, I don't want a free holiday off them because going into a restaurant 50 minutes late, but that should have been dealt with there and then. And again, it should have been on me as I was paying to say, look, we've just had a shit show here. This was wrong. Um, get me the manager again. I'm not happy with this, but it's a free meal. So what can they mm. give you? I know, but... I mean, I'm mean, look. Disney shouldn't have taken as long as they did to get back to you, right? Because when did that happen? A week ago. Maybe? Well, no, it, uh, ten days ago at this point, yeah. something like that. So, I mean, the thing is, that's that's a long time to wait for a response, um, especially if you're on on holiday there. But at the same time, you, you know, you should have probably got the manager back over it and told them there and then because yeah okay they're not going to sort you out for the meal but they i don't know you know they might give you a gift card or they might arrange for you to get some fast passes or something but i i disagree i i think i think you um should have they should have just given it to you and just gone um well you know you would take five credits off this meal i mean presumably you're spending like I don't know, 10, 15 credits at least in that, in that restaurant. Um, that, but there, was, there was 14, because the two babies were encountered, so there was 14 dining credits, sit-down dining credits yeah. used for that meal. And if I had paid for that meal, it was somewhere around $220. So the server who couldn't get us our drinks until after we'd eaten um, got, what is it, 18% minimum gratuity? That's yeah, another thing. Six. You used to have three uh, levels of service, didn't you, on the Disney di- on on the tips on the receipt? There's only two now: eighteen percent or twenty percent. Sixteen percent gone. You have to pay a- at least eighteen percent as a group of six or more, don't you? Yeah. But there was sometimes um, on our tape when we would be split into tables of four. So we'd all have different servers at that point. We'd be all... Right, okay. And there was still only the two options. So I don't know if that's something that's changed. So for me, in, in this in this scenario, listening to your story, there's at least two things Disney should have done in, in this um, case. One is either giving you credits back or um, um, an, an, extra, an extra drink. Um, two... If they knew the bar was busy and they knew you'd been waiting 45 minutes, 20 minutes, and they knew, they, let's be honest, they knew you were going to be waiting another 20 minutes, 25 minutes, 20 minutes into your wait. That's that point where someone should be coming out. And this is where the Disney of old has, has gone. 
and gone, look, we know you're on the dining plan. Do you fancy ordering your cocktails now? Because we're a bit busy behind the bar. As soon as you sat down, the cocktails will be ready. Here's the menus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that keeps you occupied as well. You, you're looking at the menus, you're a bit excited. Yeah, you're still a bit pissed off that you're waiting. But at least you've got your drink on your table ready, ready for when you, you know, when you arrive. I mean, well, it's just when, Or even the thing is, when the server come over and said that the bar's busy, right, that means there's a backlog, right? That means there are people that are waiting for drinks in front of you who yeah. are probably not been waiting as long in general. So they should have mm. just gone to the bar and gone, right, we need to fast track this. That's it. That's what you need to do. Like sometimes you need to change the priority of things to make sure that people get what they should win. I mean, at the end of the meal, we've we've settled the bills and all that. We've just put it on our room. I couldn't get out of there quick enough. And I'm trying to get out. And Kerry says to me, Cinderella hasn't even been round yet. And I have to go and get somebody and say, we haven't, Cinderella's walked past us now about three times. We haven't met her yet. And so they went, and they, they, every, there's managers everywhere, all over Disney. You will see it everywhere when you go, Ryan. They're all, they've got an iPad in their hand. They're all micromanaging. Um, we walked past, it was in Hollywood Studios. It was one of the DVC stands. And I'm walking past, and I'm just listening, as because we're walking slow, obviously. Um, and the, the fella on the DVC stand was getting a dressing down Right, a dressing down off a manager holding an iPad that I could hear a guest uh, because he was wearing sketches and they were footwear that had a branded logo on them, and she wasn't happy with that. That's nuts, isn't it? What what guest is even caring about that? They were I I clocked them, so I'm expecting a luminous pink or something. They were jet black sketches with mm. black soles and black top. But they wear yeah. sketches. Yeah, if Disney care about it, they should be providing shoes. That's and, that's my argument. Yeah, and I think they do provide shoes uh, because I was checking everybody after that, and everybody had these horrible black shoes on. Oh, uh, three dollar shoes. Yeah, you know. So he he put sketches on, but that should be done behind the scenes. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I I've had it. I have had that. Not not anywhere near as bad as that, but. Um, when I've been in a restaurant in Disney and um, things have taken forever. But what, what you'll often find is that certain restaurants really try and rush you to to get get in, get out, get the next guest in. And I think that's because most guests will be quite happy with that. I think there's a lot of people, and I don't think any of us are, are that type of guest, but there's a lot of people that, that kind of see food as a bit of a, not a waste of time, but in, in essence, it is a little bit. Um so Whereas attractive, I, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. You just want to get in there, eat the food, get out. But you know, when I'm, I get to, usually get to the parks nine o'clock in the morning for, for opening. We're, we're there all day, literally all day until closing most times. Sometimes we're there earlier than nine. Um, so when I sit down at a restaurant, you know, there's times when I've been in a restaurant for two to three hours, which servers hate. But I don't care if I'm on the dining plan or not. I'm still a customer of Disney. And if I wanted to take my time and enjoy my meal, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that, that, that's surely that that is the difference between quick service and sit down to me. Yeah. You know, it could be, but it's, but it's not. Oh no, I, I, I understand that. But like for me, 
if I'm looking for a quick meal, say it's not going to take me too much time, I'm not going to have to like dedicate too much time to do it, do so, I'll have a quick service meal. If I actually want to have a sit-down meal, a relax, not doing rides, not doing characters, just want to chill out for a little bit, I'll go for a sit-down. That's what I, that's what it should be. And that's it. If they want to put a timeline, you know, if they want us, if they want to turn around and go, we want people in and out in an hour and a half, well, then they can work on that. But you know, it, there just seems to be this disconnect between you're either rushed or you're allowed the time, and they need to decide what they're going to do. Yeah, it does very much depend on the restaurant. Like, if you go to like Planet Hollywood in Disney Springs. You'll, as soon as you've literally taken the last bite of your starter, um, that take it away, your mains will be out within 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, so it's quite often the case where I'll just go, just ordering an appetizer for now, thanks. The, the, like best meal, the, the best meal we had on property was the contemporary, was the California Grill. Really? Uh, yeah, and there's a, a funny story uh, associated with it. So uh, the bus... At the beach club, we've got a, a what time was the reservation? At 5 p.m., right? And this was all done through email with the manager of the California Grill because the party was too big. It was one of them. We can see it at 5 o'clock. We can't see it any other time. So it was like, okay, bite the hand off. We've got the tables. Uh, our bus at 4 o'clock, we missed. So the next bus is 4.20, and then it's 4.25, and then it's 4.30. And uh, my, again, my gut, I'm getting all in knots. I'm getting anxious because we're going to be late for the California Grill. Oh, my God, how can you be late for the California Grill? Um, so I emails the manager and says, um, we haven't forgot about this, but we've just missed the bus. Our bus is running. It's getting delayed and delayed. We're at the bus stop Beach Club. And he said, yeah, he emailed me back almost instantly. Uh, thanks for letting us know. Uh, I'll let them know at the check-in on the second floor, is it? Uh, so Yeah. Yeah. So, right, so we get on the bus. Me and Claire are the ones at the front uh, who can walk fast and everything. So they all said, look, we'll get Grandad's ECGA off. Uh, Nanny was walking, I think, this night. Oh, yes, she was. Um so you used to go ahead and start the preliminary checking. We'll be just behind you. So me and Claire, so you walk around the bus stop, you skate, you go through Magic Kingdom security, which is a pain in the arse because you're going to Contemporary, but you go through it, and then you power walk to Contemporary. So they all have to do that. Now, me and Claire get to Contemporary before we stop and look around, and there's nobody behind us. So we're like, what the What's happened? So I start on the phones, what's going on? The text messages start coming. They've lost granddad. Uh, Nanny has fell over. So Nanny fell over, um, coming through security, just at the other side, chipped over a pavement, which should have been dealt with there and then because apparently the pavement was sticking up, which she tripped over. So she's cut a knee, she's crying, and they've lost granddad. How can you lose a 70-year-old man on an ECG? Well, they managed to. Did they manage to? Do you know where he was? Have a guess. Have Magic. a guess where Grandad was. Magic Kingdom. Uh, Trader Sam's. He, he was sitting in the Magic Kingdom watching the, the, the arse end of the parade go past. 
<laughs> on his own. So the, the <laughs> terms, because they're all dealing with Nanny, who's fell over, and everyone's rallied round here to help her up, and you're all right and all that. And when he looks round, Granddad's gone. So Carla has to go into the park. She has a gut feeling. She scans herself into the park. And there he is, sitting there, just watching the, the back end of the parade, smiling to himself, nodding his head. And uh, she goes, are you all right there? And he's like, yeah, yeah, where is everyone? She says, we're going to Contemporary. Oh. So I'm there telling them at the check-in, Nanny's fell over, Granddad's in the Magic Kingdom. He's just looking at me because you've got no personality. Do you know what I mean? They're just like, they're not programmed. They're programmed to just check people in. And you are right, was, actually. You can't you can't have a casual conversation with... Some of them you can, but for yeah. the most part, you're right. Um, so he just basically said, OK, we've preliminary checked you in, but as nobody's with you, we can't check you in, so go away and come back when you're all with us. So I had to go back down and wait. Nanny comes in crying, Granddad comes in. Everybody is... Bleh! And then there's a tiny express elevator to the California Grill, and there's 17 of us. <laughs> And, oh, it was just. But then, when we got in there, what an absolutely phenomenal setting, and what the food! I had the safe and turf. I think it was seventy five dollars, between seventy dollars. It was divine. It was the smallest steak on the menu, and I was devastated when everyone else's steak come out and they were the size of the plate. Mine was tiny, but I had a lobster tail with it. Oh, it was beautiful. Did you go for the sushi? Um, we did have some. Well, I think we had a California roll. It was, I think I tweeted, I think I put the message out to use. We, that night we spent over a thousand, if, including the dining plan and the extras we bought. It was over, it would have been a thousand dollar meal. Mm. Yeah, I mean, saying oh. that, I mean, when, when me, when me and my wife went, my wife. For the two of us, it was over, just under, I oh know, including service charge, it was just over $200 mm. for the two of us. So, you know, we had, I think we had, we had at least one alcoholic drink, we might have had two, and we had three, uh, three courses. But, uh, well, we went the wave after that for the cocktail. And again, the wave is this little, small, intimate type of enclosed bar it's very tight or oh, that's the impression we got and he just put us in one corner basically and it was just bedlam just the men half pissed we were all drinking whiskey cocktails the women all just fucking jammering and the babies crawling around and there's people in there who were like sitting there at the bar having a quiet drink <laughs> you're not having a quiet drink tonight mate um but yeah go on next question uh, what was the like the overall? Obviously, you can't go for every every person, but what was um, everybody's or, or the most popular ride of the trip? Well, I mean, Charlie, um, the most timid, and Freya, the most timid, um, the most petrified. Charlie throwing his ring up and everything like that. By the end of it, he uh, was on the Tower of Terror three times. He was on a rock and roller coaster three times. Absolutely, Freya's still a bit. Players like I don't like upside down roller coasters, and I'm not going on the Tower of Terror. Um, and 
she she sort of follows him on. Uh, Claire didn't do hardly any rides unless it was a. She's an adult. She's in her forties. She just didn't do them. And I think some of that was passed down to Freya, whereas mm-hmm. Charlie was a bit braver. Um, so he was he was absolutely amazing. The way he he come on through the holiday, Jack was fantastic. He was really anxious about going on rock and roller coaster. Um, because it goes upside down. I don't want to go upside down. Uh, he'd done Rip Ride Rocket in Universal, but that doesn't go upside down. No. And all, all he was flapping over it. And when I said to him, it doesn't go upside down. It, it's got a, I can't remember the name of that loop. Non-inverting loop, is it? Kyber yeah. Well, when we told him that, uh, and he watched it, he was like, yeah, I'll go on it. He didn't go on Hulk. But I didn't this year. But um, now they they were brilliant, Jack. I, I think I put out them all under where I asked them what their best rides were while we were in the queue for Tower of Terror. Yeah, I know. Um, but I'm trying to ask. I'm trying to ask you on here, and I just asked what the what the overall popular ride was, not breakdown. Um, I think it'd have to be. I think it'd have to be Tower of Terror. Okay. Yeah. Still popular after 25 years. I can't wait for it to be rethemed. <laughs> it's not going to happen there, mate. It is. Um, what was... Coming. I think I know what the answer is, but what was your favourite meal of your entire time there? Well, again, once we got into the rhythm of things, um, meal times become a lot uh, less stressful. So we had some really top-notch. Um, we went to Wilderness Lodge for the Snow White character meet and greet, I can't remember what it's called. Whispering Canyon now? Yeah. That was a fabulous meal. Um, We went onto the boardwalk to have breakfast with the Tangled Woman and Flynn Rider. Yeah. That was a fabulous meal. Um, Rapunzel, for anyone paying attention. Uh, We went to the Italian in Hollywood Studios. Um, Oh, God, what's that called? I don't know, right? Mama Melrose, that was for the Fantasmic Dinner Package. Now, we had a different server than we had two years ago, but I said to the girl, does Tammy still work here? And she went, yeah, and she went and brought Tammy over. Now, Tammy was either a really good actress or she claimed to remember us from two years ago because we'd sat at her table two years ago for three hours and just ate our food and drank, and she got a really good tip that day. So she remembered us. She posed photographs. She was absolutely fabulous. Based on what you've told us so far tonight on this episode, I think she remembered you. Yeah, I, th- I think it's hard to forget <laughs> yeah, us. To that, that was the party that threw their drinks everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sat in their yeah. food. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, for me, the best meal was California Grill. It, it, one of the best meals I've had in my life, to be honest. Oh, I, I mean, we went nine years ago and I still remember that meal more than most meals that I've ever had in my life so there is there is something about that place um, it's just dead quick sorry go on we we walked up to our table right and we had two tables of eight and nine and on the little net there's a little table next was a party of two and this fella is proposing to his girlfriend as we walked up. 
So there's Grandad with a stick. There's Jack. Uh, there's there's babies. There's a three-year-old who's just snarling at everyone at the moment and screaming at everyone. It was carnage walking into the California Grill. We're all analysing Nanny's knee and we're all like ripping Grandad for getting lost. And this poor sod is sitting there getting engaged to his missus. It was dead funny. But go on. It sounded like a really shit BBC sitcom. <laughs> You're going wrong. What you say? I was just going to say I've never been, but I've just texted on to tell us to look at the menu because if uh, the, the the feedback I've heard, I'm going to try and book it for this trip. Well, I mean, I said like we went nine years ago, um, but uh, I remember because Lindsay uh, wasn't too fond of the menu, um, but she liked the look of the pork, so she she asked if she could have that. I think it was like a um, breast of pork or something. I can't remember what it was. Um, and they said, oh, it'll be served pink, but it will be cooked thoroughly. And she was a little bit nervous about that because obviously pork should be like cooked, you know, to us. Yeah, Shouldn't yeah, be definitely. any colour at all. Um, and it was the most incredible bit of pork either of us had ever eaten. Um, like never tried anything like it. The food was just outstanding. Absolutely was. I'd like to, it'd be interesting to go there now, obviously not eating meat, um, to see how those options stack up. But um, yeah, I think for the ambience, um, for the actual quality of food, you know, I, I think it's really, really impressive. So, I've got one more question to ask. Ryan, is there any other questions you've got to ask for Craig? No, I think you covered it, actually. I was going to ask about food. Um, I, I guess the... I have one question to ask is, is there any restaurants that you think for your next trip um, you'd be really uh, dying to give a go? Because by the sounds of it, obviously you had lots of kids with you, so you did a lot of the character uh, meals, which I think is the right thing to do. Um, But is there any restaurants on property that you haven't been to and you'd still like to go to? Oh, that's tough, um, because I can't remember the names of most of them. Um, But... What I what we have done, me and my girls have chatted, and if we do get to go back, just as us as a family of four, maybe on the next trip, maybe in two years, and it's all maybe's crossing my fingers and, and everything like that. Both mm. of them have said they're basically done with character dining. Mm. So our Eve's fifteen now, and our Grace is ten, and they're not not bothered about character dining anymore. So. To me, that's no great. If the food stands up for the, you know, um, the Boma one in, is it in, no, t- sorry, Tusker House. We ate at Tusker House. That is a really solid buffy. Uh, even Chef Mickey's this time, I had a really, I had five plates of food that, that night. They're all as healthy as it could be, do you know what I mean? It, was, it wasn't just junk food. I didn't eat any of the mm. junk food. It was salmon and fish and chicken. and It was nice food. Um, but I would like to jettison um, the character dining and, and just go back to um, 50s prime time. I miss doing that this year. I miss doing the sci-fi diner uh, to our Hollywood studios. Like, um, I had the Jungle Cruise one. I'd have liked to have gone in there. But, I'll skip a canteen, yeah. Yeah, because the menu in there looks absolutely fantastic. I'm uh, trying it for the first time this year, actually, so I'll let you know how I get on. I, well, it's one of the it's the only place, one of two places you've got a beer in the Magic Kingdom. Um, yeah. Be our be our guest. If I ever did that again, it would be too soon. 
I think it's, I mean, right, we had, the only way we could get in there as a party of 16 was a 12 o'clock booking and a 12.30 booking. So I went to them at 11.45 and said, this is my predicament, what can you do? And the girl was brilliant. She went, I'll get you all in at 12.15. So, okay, that's a compromise, brilliant, we can work with that. Goes back all full of myself. Yeah, we've done it, we're sorted. But you're not in at 12.15, are you? You're in another queue then to order your food because we hadn't done it online before you get there because there were 16 of us and I just didn't have the energy to sit down with 16 people and order the menu. So we had to all split up individually. So it was another 30 minutes to just get into that restaurant. And then when you get in there, it's just bedlam. It's Mm. absolute chaos. So the tailors ended up at one end. Nanny and Grandad ended up on this uh, at the other end. We sat with Nanny and Grandad. The whitehead sat somewhere else. And there's just people, because why do they ask you what drink you want? Because it's unlimited refills on all the soft That's drinks. Nice. And so you're like that, you're agonising, oh, should I get Diet Coke or should I get Sprite or should I get Minute Maid? And it's like that. And then when you get in there, they just hand you a cup. Well, you don't even hand you a cup. You just go up and... So it was just, it's horrible. I'll tell you, the worst thing about that restaurant is the first time I went there was for an evening meal. So obviously it's still sit down in the evening, but it's now two credits. But this is when it first opened. And it was one of the most magical experiences that I've ever done at Walt Disney World. They they had someone um, open the doors for you. Like it was a really grand entrance. Like literally two people opening the doors for you. They handed you a light up uh, Lumiere. They guided you to your tables. It was calm. Everyone was just sat there taking in the, the wonder of the ballroom. Um, there was no, it, was, it wasn't bedlam at all. And now it's just turned into complete madness. Even at dinner, um, I've not I've not been there since it, they, it turned into two credits, but as far as I understand it, it's not very much food for what you're actually uh, getting for two credits. And it's such a shame because that first and even second experience of me going there was really magical. And then it's all of the theming and the, the nice touches like the, the Lumiere and people opening the doors for every single guest. It's just gone. Yeah, I mean, for us uh, at dinner time, it's a, it's it's a quick service. Just do a, keep it as two, right? And but just have it all day, so that it, it's like it's a competitor then to Cinderella's royal table. Did you mm. did you see the beast when you? Go uh, near it, the... Yeah, we we could we could have done, but we don't really care about characters, so we just walked out. So he was there for meeting, and was she there as well? No, it's just a just a beast. We'll meet uh, guests in the evenings. So, just have the whole day like that, and that takes that all away. And you're getting these extra credits off people at that point, and people are getting tips um, because they're just wheeling out buckets of cutlery. Um, she comes and she checks your menu and she uh, checks your receipt, um, and that's so that she knows because they say, "Oh, and we'll magically know where you have to send your food out." Well, they don't. They just they do with the little rose things. But if you haven't got one of them, someone comes and checks your receipt for you and then brings your food out. Well, that's not yeah. magic. That's no. waitress service. Um, but then you, you've got to go and get your own drinks. And I mean, I always recount this story. Uh, last time we went two years ago, we went for the breakfast, which is pathetic. And oh, that's terrible. 
this um, little boy knocked this woman's cup of coffee over uh, in the blind panic that is the drink station and she screamed it wasn't even a child why would you do that like this and it was just chaos and there's people mopping up and there's people screaming at each other and we're there eating our shit pastries what i will say i had the tuna salad that day and it come out and it's the first time i think i've ever had real tuna you know not like tin tuna and uh, well, uh, I mean, I've seen uh, Chris Speed, I think one of his kids out there, because he's there at the moment, had a tuna steak, and it looked like a steak. Well, I've never had tuna like that. This oh, it's lovely. Was, yeah. oh, it was pink in the middle. It was divine. That, yeah. that I picked a good meal. You never had sawfish? Um, I don't think so. I've had monkfish. Yeah, sawfish um, is a really nice mate, uh, fish as well. But that place needs to change radically because it's rubbish. It's absolutely oh, rubbish. Honestly, you know, you know, I don't talk about good experiences lightly, but that that first dinner that we ever went to was just amazing atmosphere. The food was great. I had like a lobster. Uh, it was like lobster in a in a puff pastry. Um, amazing, like really good food. Um, and then next year was was good, but not as good. And then took my parents there, and it was. So I was so excited because they'd never been there and the meal was shit. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, they changed it now to two credits, but as I said, from what I've heard, it's still shit. And what, I, what I will quickly say is um, Mickey's not so scary. We did it two years ago on opening night and we did it wrong. And I think it was just full of vloggers and bloggers and it was too busy and it was a, a rubbish experience. We did it this time on our last night of our holiday. I think it might have been the third or fourth. Mickey's not so scary at that point. And what a fantastic experience it was. The, the park uh, basically emptied out. You were able to just walk onto things. We got £10, I think. We got £10 of candy. We definitely got £6 of candy. And we had to put other candy in other people's suitcases. Um, so we've got this can we've got it everywhere. Um the fireworks show was the brand new fireworks show. Jack Skellington introduces it on the stage. Was it like that last year or it was Halloween no, no, last year still? Yeah, it's brand new. Yeah. Oh Jack Skellington's on stage uh, introducing the fireworks show. And it's not characters Jack Skellington, it's an animatronic Jack Skellington. What? And it's wow. It's honest to God, it's a puppy, basically. Um, you can't see who's manoeuvring him. He, it was captive, captivating. I've, I've put it, it's on the Dis After Dark channel, I think. Um, uh, the Kerry, it was, it was literally uh, like Alan Anson saying, uh, "Kids, will never, you'll never win anything with kids." Kerry said, "Oh, these fireworks have got nothing to do with the castle." And then, um, one of the best castle projection shows I've ever seen happened. It was Mickey and the gang going into a haunted house and then everything spewed out of the haunted house, all the all the, the scary characters type of thing. But there was laser shows um, choreographed within an inch of the castle, do you know what I mean? And, and fight, so a laser would fire and then a firework would go off. In, in perfect harmony with it. This was the night we had the... Oh, no, that was a... Di- no, sorry, I'm getting confused. That was 
we had a good spot and everything we see in the castle perfect. The fireworks are to die for. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Um, and then to top the night off, um, everybody went. Nanny and Grandad went early. And then everybody left apart from the Lucas family and Charlie wanted to stay with us. Charlie, who, like I say, at the start of the holiday, was this timid little creature. And we went and did the Pirates of the Caribbean with the characters in, which is a bit cheesy, but it was it was all right. Do you know what I mean? Then we ran round and we did um, Big Thunder Mountain. And again, one of these magic experiences that Disney still can pull off when you want to. We did the ride. It comes in on the opposite side. And he'd closed off the opposite side, and you could just stay on it if you wanted the night again. So Amazing. we just stayed, we just stayed on it, and he'd just come and checked us all again. So Charlie again, he's done Big Thunder Mountain. Then he goes and does it again, and then we get off that. So we did that twice. It was a walk on, and we we ended the holiday with Splash Mountain. Uh, it was just coming up to midnight, and we're doing Splash Mountain, and we're basically the only people on the ride. Um, and but Splash it, Mountain is, is is for me Splash Mountain is the most the perfect attraction to go on at night. The views that you get from that, yeah. The the um, what's that show they have? The most overrated Halloween film ever that you insist on. Hocus Pocus. I'm leaving the podcast. Hocus Pocus is <laughs> crap, right? But that show was on at midnight, and we're on Splash Mountain as that shows on. And when we got off, that that bit of the park was already empty. So we were walking out. Uh, we walked past Pirates. It was already locked down. There were security fellas walking through, starting their sweeps. You know, and then we got back down to Main Street, and it was busy again. But Kerry went and bought some Pandoras. We got out the park about one o'clock in the morning, and what a way to end! I was so made up for Charlie that. He's conquered a lot of his fears. Do you know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. he's eight. You know, you didn't go on Tower of Terror until you were like sixteen. He was eight. Yeah. Went on it three times. Stuff like that. We, it, it was a apart from me being a stress head, which everyone will tell you that I am. Um, it was a fantastic holiday. Some of the memories, you know, sitting at the beach club uh, at eleven o'clock at night in the communal couch areas that they have on the corridors. Just me, my two brother-in-laws, just with a few cans of beer, just chewing the fat and having a laugh. Just little things like that. Absolutely brilliant. So two last things for me. No. First one is I looked at you shared your I think your My Disney experience at the end of the holiday. Yeah. With all your, your credits left. You had an awful lot of quick service. Mills left. 17. I yeah. think it was 17 or 13. Yeah, 17. Now, that for me, you know, I've, I've obviously been very vocal on here ever since I've been on this podcast about I don't necessarily think the Disney dining plan is good value for money um, because I don't think I'd use it enough. When you see you've got 17 meals that you've not had, you know, do you think maybe there's some truth to that? Um, no. I, because basically it was free. And it, I 
I'll argue all day long. You have a look at the prices for the hotels that you're staying in the day before the Disney Diner plan is announced. And for the last two times we've used it, the price has actually come down the day the Disney Diner plan's announced. So they're either elevating the prices the day before. Oh, they definitely are. So the impression is um, you're getting something for nothing. And the the quick services that we had left could have been cashed in for two snack credits each. I think it used to be three snack credits each, but it's definitely two now. Um, so, yeah, I mean... The, the meals we were eating, because we were eating a lot of buffies or, or whatever, it, it was so hot over there. You're just not hungry. So a snack would suffice because the snacks are substantial. Mm. Um, so, yeah, if I'd have paid for it, now I've I've done already, I've just priced up as an example for next year, just in case um, a Jesus miracle happens and I can afford to go. Um, let's have a look. Oh, three price points I've got for you. One was at Pop Century. Uh, one was at Port Orleans Riverside. And one was at the Beach Club. Okay. So let's... I don't want to see today's. Right. All photos. There we go. Right, where is it? I'm going backwards. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Oh, no, I'm going into February now. More on... Right, here we go. So, on all of them, I upgraded to the full dining plan. Okay? Yeah. So, one of them was £8,038. One of them was £6,056. And one of them was £7,778. So, can you guess which one is which? Um... Uh, the middle one is probably the one with the dining plan. They've all got the full dining plan on. So the ones that I had to upgrade on, I've upgraded. And the one I got one three, which was the beach club. So it wasn't Pop Century, I lied. It was Art of Animation. I think that's what I said. So the Art of Animation, with the free, with the dining plan added, because they just give you a breakfast there, coming at £6,056, including park tickets for a family of four adults for two weeks, okay? The next one was Port Orleans Riverside. Upgrading with the dining plan, because you get the basic dining plan on there, coming at £8,038, right? That's a moderate resort, paying for the dining plan. The Beach Club, original price, £10,969, was £7,778 because you were getting the full dining plan for free. So mm. the Beach Club, five-star, deluxe, it isn't, but that's what they say it is, deluxe, um, was cheaper than Port Orleans. That's mm. nuts, isn't it? It's mental. And, I mean... I've said to her I would do the Pop Century for £6,000 um, because it's a £2,000 saving and £2,000 adds up, doesn't it? But yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd, I'm I, an advocate for the dining plan all day long. I am as well, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just me that's, that's weird. I'd pay, pay for it as well because I know that it's all sorted before I get out there 
and the amount of food credit restaurants that I eat, uh, I, I it, it pays for itself, especially with the alcohol yeah. now as well. Yeah, all the I mean, we had alcohol at every meal. Um, yeah. Alcohol become a problem basically. Uh, I, I don't know if you've seen the drinking around the world uh, video yet. That's out there. But yep. uh, we didn't get super drunk. I was, I was, uh, well, I think I was drunk. But oh no, I recorded it. Yeah, I was drunk. Um, we were drinking at right our first day at Disney. Now Universal, we we budgeted extra money because it wiped us out last time. I don't care what Amanda says. Universal is expensive when you're paying for everything. We ate at the bar for most of the nights. We ate a Bubba Gumps for one night. Uh, the rest of the time, it was just bar food um, and drinking. When we went to Disney on our first day, we spent $20 because we didn't drink. We just had like a pint, $20. And then some days where you were, we were having, say, six drinks, and then Kerry would have maybe two drinks because she's not a big drinker. You were spending a hundred dollars on alcohol on ten drinks, hundred and twenty dollars, which is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous because it, it just is. So it, it got harder and harder to justify. We were just pissing money up against the wall, basically. That's what Disney wants. Exactly, exactly. There, there was no, um, no. Yeah. So my final question, Craig. Yes. Bearing in mind you were such a big party size, would you do it again with that many people? Um, Bearing in mind that none of them are probably going to listen to this episode. They might, but yes, I will. Right now, Nanny and Granddad are both seventy. Um, nanny. Uh, <laughs> Nanny struggled this holiday, big style. It was too hot for her. Um, she's she's 70. Granddad, he, on one of the first days of the holiday, I thought, oh, my God. Uh, I think it was sitting outside Peter Pan while we went on It's a Small World. He didn't come on because he can't get down into the boats and then back out. So he, he sat in the sun. It might have been that day. Um, and his feet blistered. And I, when I say blistered, the size of eggs because he can't feel his feet. He can't feel most of his body because of various health conditions. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm actually going to kill one of the grandparents on this holiday. Honestly, I genuinely, I was panicking because he took the knock. I think he had sunstroke. He, he spent the next day in bed, basically, out the game. And I was genuinely concerned that I've put, I've made these people come halfway across the world to celebrate their birthdays that they didn't want to celebrate and their wedding anniversary that they couldn't give a shit about. I'm going to kill one of them. And um, we we got through it, basically. We had a fantastic time. And yes, I would do it again. Um, Nanny and Grandad won't be with us. I don't think Anthony would come back. Um, I know Ian and Claire and the twins would, I think they'd go back, but maybe in five years' time because they just haven't got the same magic as we feel for it, the love for it. Although they did have a good time. They both said they had a really good time. Carla uh, and Phil, they've the six of them. Rose, um, you, we all know Jack's um, autistic. 
he's a doddle. You just have to manage him. You just have to steer him through the day. Uh, Rose was an absolute pain in the arse. Um, three-year-old, just tantrums, tired, screaming, lost their dummy, found their dummy, not eating. Just and then the babies, babies were the easiest thing, but the babies need changing, the babies need the bottles doing, the babies need the food doing. But the babies were lovely. We're honestly some of the memories of looking at the characters, meeting the babies and everything like that was wonderful. So yeah, I will do it again with them. But when the babies aren't three, because if they've got a three-year-old who's now a five-year-old little shit, and then two three-year-olds who are like the five-year-old, it'll it'll be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. So I, I would like them to be a little bit older before I go back with them, and I would like to go with just us four on the next trip, and that's what I, that's what I'm hoping. So, yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you very much for that. Uh, I did forget to mention earlier, actually, that you mentioned Chris Speed. Um, unfortunately, I've got to disregard any opinion Chris Speed has about anything because he thinks the fish and chips in the Rising Crown is the best fish and chips in the world. Yeah, I see, nah, don't know. <laughs> um, but last time I disagreed with him, it called war, so I'm not disagreeing with him. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. all right. I'll, I'll do it on your behalf. But um, a quick shout-out to Jen Pease. Oh, yeah, I saw you met her as well, yeah. Yeah, she was lovely. Threw the lips on me, big style. <laughs> yeah, I sat there, had a good chat with, it, with her and her fella for half an hour. Nice. Yeah, and she's a Donald Trump supporter, which surprised me. Yeah, I know. No, not everyone could be a winner. Yeah. But there you go. Uh, but great. Thank you very much for that, Craig. Uh, thank you, Ryan, for joining in as well. And thank you, dear listener, for listening to this episode. And there'll be a regular Diz After Dark scheduled again very soon. Cue the music. Get off my bench. <laughs> Ah, I love it. Why? Because we like you. Kick it! Can't get enough, can't get enough. He's the one, two, three. Mickey Mania. Never gonna end. Mickey Mania. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Mickey Mania. He's really a nice mouse. <laughs> he sure is. Now hold on, move it, live it up, prove it, give it a rock, a house with a mouse. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network. Where were we up to? Uh, no, we just invited you back. Me and Craig, uh, me and Ryan just needed a quick word apart from you, but you know, you, you can carry on with Cinderella's Royal Table now. Is that when it cut out? So I've been rabbiting oh, for that long. Craig, for fuck's sake, like, now, now I've got to edit this. No, you don't. Up, missing up the continuation. Simon is bell of all this. He loves all that. Oh, um, can it all out? Okay. <laughs> <laughs>